morning, church. Good to see you. Welcome to Life in the Sun. Uh, welcome to those who are joining us online. We're glad you're here. I'm Mark, and uh, I have some good news, and I have some bad news. Uh, the good news is this. The good news celebrates one of our leaders. Did you know that uh, the military has nine hospitals in the Pacific region? And out of all those hospitals, of all the nurses in the region, which is a lot, uh, only one is selected as the clinical nurse of the year. And this year for 2020, uh, that person is Major Jarrett Gallardo. <laughs> Congratulations, Jarrett. The Bible says we have an effect on each other. When one person rejoices, we all rejoice. I think it's even more impressive how Jarrett received that award during the year of COVID. Nothing seems to daunt him. If you ask Jarrett how he's doing, he always says, fantastic. When I grow up, I want to be like Jarrett. <laughs> um, yesterday, Jarrett was here up on stage. We had a special ceremony. We had a re-enlistment ceremony for Sal, who's sitting right here in the red. Woo! Sal, congratulations, another six years with the Navy. <laughs> and that was special to have that here. So good things are happening, uh, but there's also some bad news. It's been a strange year, hasn't it? With COVID, the economy, quarantines, the election, the Supreme Court, not knowing what news to believe, homeschooling, Zoom, small businesses that are struggling, some that are closing for good. Is the vaccine good for me? Stress is up, anxiety is up, domestic violence is up, Addictions are up. And where do we go from here? It's the end of the year. Sierra was talking about 2020 adding up to 40, which is a symbol of trials in God's word. If you could use some encouragement, you came to the right place. If you had any doubts about coming to church today or joining us online, you made the right choice. The video that we just watched said, In dark times... When all hope seems to be lost, and it seems too late, Jesus shows up in time. He did that 2,000 years ago, and he does this same thing today. When you're in a dark time, and all hope seems lost, keep watching because Jesus will show up in time. It could be your marriage. It could be the election process. It could be the direction of your child. It could be your state of mind. It could be your finances. Whatever it is, keep watching because Jesus will show up in time. It was true when the prophet Elijah didn't have any food to eat, or so he thought. It was true when Moses turned 80 years old and thought his life was over, and then one day had this strange encounter with a burning bush, only to discover that his legacy was right on time. 
When you're in a dark time and all hope seems lost, keep watching because Jesus will show up in time. Let's pray. Our Father, thank you that you're always with us. Father, thank you that we can call upon you and enter into your presence by faith through Jesus and by grace. We thank you for this special grace. And Father, I pray that today you would use your word to encourage and to strengthen and to build up. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. This morning, we continue our series in John chapter 1. If you've read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, then you know that the, John's record of the life of Jesus is different than all the others. The first three Gospels, they focus on what Jesus taught and what he did. But in the Gospel of John, he focuses on who Jesus is. And last week, Armin covered verse 1 of chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Today, we pick up in verse 4 of chapter 1, which says, In Him was life. Now think about that statement for a moment. In Him was life. What does that mean? Imagine all the forms of life on planet Earth. Imagine the trillions of fish, the trillions and trillions of fish in all the oceans and every other form of marine life. Imagine all the rainforests on the earth and every form of animal life in those forests. Plants of every variety, insects beyond counting, every mammal, every reptile, bird, amphibian, every single-celled organism there is. All of these can be summarized in one word, one phrase, that is a category called biological life. But the Greek language, which is the most specific language of all, has other words for life. Another word for life refers to thought life. How many of you know thoughts can take on a life of their own? Let me put it this way. Nobody ever did anything without thinking about it first. Nobody ever did anything without thinking about it first. Sow a thought, reap an action. Sow an action, reap a habit. Sow a habit, reap a lifestyle. And sow a lifestyle and reap a destiny. And it all begins with a thought. That's how significant your thought life is. The Greek language has a word for this. It's called suke. It's where we get the word psych or psychology. It refers to your soul, your thoughts, your feelings, your choices. We're talking about the inner life, suke. So there's biological life, and then there's the inner life of thoughts and feelings and choices and responses. And then the Greeks have yet another word for life. It's the word zoe. Zoe means the source of life. It refers to the divine, uncreated, eternal life of God, the zoe life. And this is the word that John used when he said in him was, li 
In him was life. The Zoe life, the source of life. And that is what Jesus was talking about when he said, I came that you might have life. Not just biological life, because the animals have that. Not just the inner life of thoughts and choices and feelings. I mean, everybody else already has that. Jesus came that you might have Zoe, the divine, uncreated, incorruptible, indestructible, eternal life of God, the Zoe life. The miracle of Christmas is that this Zoe life appeared in the form of a child named Jesus. In him was life, and the life, the Zoe, was the light of men. What does it mean to be the light of men? The light of men is simply this, the ability to be able to comprehend spiritual realities. For example, Jesus pointed to nature to explain a spiritual principle. He said, look at the birds of the air. Look at the flowers of the field. Solomon, in all his glory, was not arrayed like these in all their beauty. And yet, they're here today and gone tomorrow. How much more important are you? And then Jesus says, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things, your needs will be met. In a very simple way, Jesus said, put God first and he will take care of you. This can only be revealed and experienced through Jesus, the light of men and women. Others can mimic what I just said, but the reality only comes through the light, the illumination of your heart and your mind to the spiritual reality that God has woven into the fabric of life itself. You will become aware of and experience many other spiritual realities as you seek Jesus, who is the light and gives understanding to the way life works. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Last week, Armin explained verse 14. Today, we'll read it again to unpack it a little more. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. This is referring to Jesus. And we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. John says that we have seen his glory. Well, what does that mean? What does it mean to see his glory? Was it when he raised Lazarus from the dead? Was it the transfiguration on the mount with Moses and Elijah? In this verse, John reveals what glory looks like. He says glory is full of grace and truth. Glory is full of grace and truth. The Apostle Paul expands on this revelation in Ephesians. He said, we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us who belong to his dear son. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. He has showered us in his kindness along with all wisdom and understanding. This is the glory revealed in Jesus. Glory is full of grace 
and truth. Did you know God's grace is for unbelievers? There are two kinds of grace. The first kind of grace is common grace. Common grace is given to everyone, everyone on the planet. Every heartbeat, every breath is given by the grace of God, the favor of God. All the food, all the medical advancements are examples of God's grace. Everybody in humanity is able to benefit from these common things in the world today. Common grace. Jesus said he makes his son shine on the evil and the good. He makes the rain fall on the just and the unjust. Jesus is so gracious. He even loves his enemies. He gives them sunshine and rain to be able to live life. Jesus is so gracious. And if that isn't enough, there is more. God has a special gift of grace for everyone who believes in him and receives him. Verse 16, for from his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. Grace upon grace is God's special grace piled up on top of his common grace. Jesus lavishes his love on us. In contrast, John says in verse 17, for the law came through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. You see, the law is all about what you need to do in order to get right with God. Grace and truth is all about what Jesus did for you so that you can be right with God. Grace and truth. If you invited Jesus into your life, you have God's common grace. And then on top of that, you have his special grace. You have received grace upon grace. As a child of God, you are beyond blessed. In fact, that's the title of today's message, is beyond blessed. Yes, there are negative things that happen in life. But God is inviting you to go beyond the negative. God is inviting you to go beyond the negative. Don't just endure sin. Don't just, re just don't resist sin. Don't just endure the world. Don't persevere. Don't just hang on. God is inviting you to the resurrection side of life. God is in the process of restoring you to live in a way that is above the world system that we're in. The last 24 hours have been a very difficult 24 hours for me. Now, I've been carrying the burdens of many people, uh, not to mention my own. And um, how many of you know life can feel like a jungle sometimes? Life can be a battle. And when it comes to battle, one of my favorite people in the Bible is King David. King David knew the secret. He knew something about being able to overcome the battles. And what he would do is, before and after, he would go out to a battle, but then he would come in to the presence of God. And so yesterday, after a long day, I came home, got home, began to settle, and just felt weary from the battle and knew that I needed to come into the presence of God. And so one thing that uh, I kept in mind is that when it comes to battle, we're better together. Uh, it's better not to be isolated. It's better to stay connected. And so rather than just deal with this on my own, 
and struggle through it, I decided I'm going to connect with some of the other people in the church. So on Saturday nights, there is an intercessors group. They meet on Zoom every week. They pray for you. They pray for the church. They just pray to be a part of whatever God is doing. So I jumped in on the Zoom call. I said, hi, guys. Good to see you. Glad to be here. I'm not going to stay long. I need to work on my message. But I just want you to know it's been a very difficult day for me, and I ask you to pray for me. I tell you, um, they, they said, um, they started to worship. I just kind of quietly exited. But the moment I did that, I tell you, something shifted. Something shifted in me. Something shifted in my perspective. And I think God honored the idea of dependency and reliance and working together. Because, you know, my pride could have come up. My pride could have said, you know what? I'm the pastor. I'm not going to call these guys and tell them I'm having a bad time, that I need help. I'm supposed to minister to them. But, you know, that's just the pride of life. But when we're teachable and we're humble and we come in together to be able to help each other and support each other, we're better together. And I tell you immediately, something lifted, something shifted, and the rest of the evening I began to seek the presence of God. At one point, I was just laying on the floor, my back on the floor, my hands up in the air, just seeking the presence of God. And I encourage you, no matter how bad it gets, no matter what is going on in your life, I encourage you to seek the presence, seek the Zoe, life of God, because no matter how bad it gets, the presence of God is enough. The presence of God is enough. You know, during that time, I was going through a hard time. I got a text message from Taylor. He's the founding pastor of the church. He said, hey, Mark, just want you to know I'm thinking about you, praying for you, believing in you, bro. I said, wow, Taylor, you had no idea what's been going on in the last 12 hours. <laughs> I said, that was a timely word. He said, well, you know what? God knows. And he does. When it's difficult, wait on him. As I did that, the burden began to lift. My perspective shifted. Life began to flow back. Peace began to come back. Joy began to come back. Hope began to flow. Life came back. You know, I started this message by saying, when you're in a dark time and all hope seems to be lost, Keep watching, because Jesus will show up in time. Here are a couple tips to help you stay in the game from that short story that I just shared. Um, in our attitude, rely on God. Stay connected to the people of God. Uh, when I made that phone call to the intercessors group, one of the people on the call was Anita. She's um, somebody that I highly regard as an intercessor. She had no idea what I was going through at first, and so she posted in the chat. She put a verse from Proverbs that talks about trusting God and that he'll take care of you. And she had no idea that that would speak to my heart and give me another word of encouragement that I needed in that moment to push on, to persevere. And so I encourage you to stay connected, to stay connected with God, with the people of God, persevere and seek his presence, seek the Zoe, Seek the presence, the source, and in time, in time, which by the way is the name of this series, in time, Jesus will show up and you will have life and you will have light to live life in his presence by his grace. Grace 
upon grace. I'll close with this. The Apostle John reveals the purpose of his book at the very end. And so you get to chapter 20, the last verse 31. He says, These are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that in believing you may have life in his name. And that believing you may have life, the Zoe life, the divine, uncreated, incorruptible, eternal life of God. When we press into God, then as we experience God, then we are beyond blessed. Amen? Let's pray. Our Father, we thank you for your grace and grace upon grace. We thank you for your kindness, your patience. And Lord, thank you that you are always with us. And so, Father, we take your word to heart. And Father, we come to you. Each of us have struggles. We have challenges. And Father, we are in need. And as your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed, I just want to invite you to take a moment to have some personal time alone with God, to do some business with him. God knows what your challenges are. He knows what burdens you carry. And he's here, and he's here for you. And I just want to invite you to respond to his invitation to come to him, to wait on him. He said, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And so I just want to encourage you to take a moment to say, Lord, this thing that I'm carrying, these feelings that I have, these circumstances I'm going through, God, I'm going to choose to seek you, to press in, to persevere, and to wait on you to show up in time. And so, Father, we are here as your children, Lord, choosing to wait, to seek, to ask, to knock. And Father, we trust that in your time, you will reveal and you will heal and you will provide and guard and protect all those things that are precious in your sight. And so, Lord, I bless your people. I ask for your covering upon them during this Christmas season as we close out the end of 2020. And I pray, God, that we will finish well as we keep our eyes on Jesus in whose name we pray, amen. God bless you guys. Have a great Sunday. We'll see you next week. And I'm rising up with you. Rising up with you. Rising up with you. Rising up with you. You take me high on the wings hey, of your truth. You. Yes, I'm Hi, rising up with you. Rising yeah. up. Rising up with you.
is never made. 